0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Good morning, all you animal people, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Murray Hewlett, still struggling with laryngitis, but I still want to thank you for tuning into our show on KJAZ 88.1 FM. This morning, I've invited Lori Depp, the creator of a beautiful coffee table book featuring celebrities and their pets, to the program. She and her sister Suzanne spent years working on this project, which has many humane goals associated with it. And after our halftime break, Jenny Bonomini will be checking in and feeding a lot of hungry kittens at the same time, because she's going to be talking about a very special nursery that takes care of kittens 24-7 if you need a dose of cute and uh, stay right where you are and we'll begin after a very quick message from the station here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and with me now is Suzanne Allison, who I mentioned at the start of the show, who's created a wonderful coffee table book featuring celebrities and their pets. Welcome, Suzanne. Hello. So you've got this beautiful book, and it's got photographs of dogs and cats and their celebrity family members correct
0: yes and there's even a pig and a horse and you know and a, and a snake
1: wow how i understand this took you about five years to put it all together tell me about that process
0: it did it started i mean many many years ago i had the idea to do this and then a friend a good friend of mine uh elizabeth perkins I had told her about the idea, and she said, why don't you just do it? And I said, well, you know, I need a little help. And she said, well, I might be able to help you a little bit with this. So five years ago, she we all got together, and, you know, we all tried to see what we could do. And obviously it took so long because trying to get as many people together with their pets as possible, scheduling, and, you know, everybody doing their part to participate just took a little bit of time.
1: Did you ever think you were never going to finish?
0: Many times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be you'd have a good good run, like, you know, the first year you do it, and you're like, oh, this is great, we're going to get it done, and then all of a sudden something slows you down, and you're like, oh, this is never going to happen. And oh, wow. Then you get a couple more people, and you get excited about it, and then it slows down again. So, uh, you know, just between life and, and people scheduling, it, it did have its up and lows. Well, uh, so... Um, yeah there did, were times that it was a little a little depressing.
1: Did you have a special pet in your life who kind of kept you motivated?
0: I have a couple of pets that kept me motivated uh i I have seven animals, so wow, um as I got older, I was more determined to make sure that this happened, and some relatives too in my life that were um you know, part of the process and wanted to have them see this be done so there's a c there's a couple of, of uh inspirational people and animals that were a big part of this book.
1: Oh, that's very cool. And are they included?
0: Yeah. They are. Um a couple of my pets that have passed away uh while making this book there are dedications to them and photos and stories. So oh, that's very you, you will sweet. see. Yeah. What is the name of the book? It is called Gimme
1: Shelter. Uh, oh, that's appropriate.
0: Yes. And uh, some people do think it's about, you know, sheltered uh animals, but basically it's about bringing them into your home and loving them and just, you know, giving them the best life possible.
1: And I understand that you're going to be donating a portion of the proceeds to the Amanda Foundation. Can you tell me about that?
0: Yes. Um the Amanda Foundation has a spay and mobile clinic and we are a big advocate of Um, spay span neutering and microchipping and we really feel that with their clinic it can help a lot of the lower income people be responsible with their pets and make sure that this problem doesn't keep on going and hopefully help the community um, you know with with the problem that we're having with overpopulation
1: and the Amanda Foundation
0: has an amazing amazing mobile clinic
1: they really do, they do some wonderful work
0: and they, you're also
1: working with the Brittany Foundation.
0: Yes, and uh, they are, you know, they're a great, great foundation, too, and they really help the community, too.
1: How did you decide on which organizations you wanted to help out? There are so many good organizations there are, out and, there.
0: And, you know, it, it, with the Brittany Foundation, uh, our friend Elizabeth, she had gotten one of her dogs from there, and she really, really loved the people and everything, and and she had a good rapport with them. And so that was that was how we got the Brittany Foundation. The Amanda Foundation, because it was such a big thing with the Spay Mobile and we checked out the, the Spay Mobile, the the clinic itself, we just fell in love with it. And uh, Terry Austin, we know people that know her. So um, we just felt that that was a big part of what we believed in. That and is that's very cool. Amanda Foundation. Yeah.
1: And a lot of celebrities are big animal advocates. Can you tell me a little bit about who from the celebrity world got involved with this project?
0: Well, there's, I mean, a couple of people. I I don't want to, you know, I, I don't know to the extent of how, you know, how involved they are. So I don't want to put words in their mouth. But I do know that most of them did it because they are, very caring and loving animal owners and and involved in the community where they understand that the, the population of the animals are, are is just a crazy, um, you know, thing that, that is happening. So I think they just wanted to do the right thing. Even if they don't own an animal, they know the situation and they were just so eager to help. So pretty much all of them, in their own way, um, just... Couldn't couldn't get on board fast enough. That's very cool. Can you give our listeners a little taste of who they
1: might see in the book?
0: Well, there is Johnny Depp who did do the forward, and uh, he there's two different pictures of him, which is great because he too had lost a pet, and he is a fabulous artist, and he had a a, a very large painting that he did of one of his pets that that had passed away. And he really wanted to do a photo shoot in front of the painting. And then he rescued a few more dogs, and so we did some with that too. And Benicia Del Toro, which was just fabulous because people really don't, I think, get to see that side of him. Amanda Seyfried, Courtney Cox, Diane Lane, Elizabeth Perkins, um, Stephen Tyler, Joe Perry, Cheatrick guys, Alice Cooper, Marilyn Manson... Uh, so many uh, people are in it that are just so opposite of one another, and that's the beauty. That all these people just love animals.
1: So you they're know, all Beryl telling Hannah. their
0: stories about what it's like to live with an
1: animal, and about you know an animal in their life.
0: Some of them gave us a little bit more detail. I I decided not to write it in the book. It was it was just too much. I think between the photos and trying to write and getting everybody to write everything down but some of the stories were so amazing and some of them are just pretty simple like most people i think in their day-to-day life that you know just want to have a, a pet to love and love back and then some their stories are so phenomenal that you know you just look at them and go thank god for people like you
1: wow and and i bet you have some pretty funny stories in there too there are some funny
0: there, there are some funny ones. One of them that, that stands out is we uh, had a shoot scheduled with Courtney Cox, and we went on a day that she was already doing an interview with Ellen DeGeneres for her show, and we were kind of piggyback, I guess, on her uh, on her uh, makeup, and we were waiting and waiting and waiting, and she was running very, very, very late. And I had already set up, but literally I had maybe seven, eight minutes with her, maybe, and every picture came out beautiful. And she did, her and her daughter just could not have been more more beautiful together. And it's, just, it's things like that that sometimes you don't need the two hours or the three hours that people tend to take when they're photographing other people and celebrities because it's just natural. They were just such a, a natural thing with their pets and with their family members. So that was great. And then... Um, just I think Daryl Hannah with the pigs and and some of the crazy animals, <laughs> and uh you know that she had it was fun, it was fun, yeah, and oh, and then and then Ted Levine, we went up there, and at first, we were terrified for some reason to go photograph him because of the characters that he plays, oh yeah, and we were really nervous, and when we got there, he is so sweet and so not like his character and very handsome, I will tell you. Very just, <laughs> the charisma and and this is such a lovely, lovely person. He he just could not make us feel more special.
1: And and I think you drove more than six hours uh, in total yes, to, we to did. get those it was, shots. It was
0: three and a half hours each way, and I had just gotten over being sick. And I first thought, oh, I don't want to do this. It's so far, and and oh, and when we got there, it was one of the funnest photo shoots I've ever had. Wow. Cool. Yeah, I gotta
1: yeah. say, from you know Marilyn Manson to Diane Lane, that's you know pretty uh, yeah. wide spectrum of folks. So there's something for everybody in this book.
0: Where can there somebody really find it? There really is. Um, you know, just knowing the people that we know and through other people, and it just it does go to show you that no matter who who you are, what people think of you, there is that side of you inside of you that is a caring, loving animal. Lover, I don't know. So it's you know when you think of Marilyn Manson, you may not think of him cuddling up a, you know, next to a kitten. But honestly, he just adores his cat, and it's it's very special to him. And he shared that with us. And I think that again, whether you're Marilyn Manson or Diane Lane, you have this caring personality about you when it comes to pets. That's very cute. Hey, and and I did want to show that that was an important. Thing about the book
1: definitely let's let's tell our listeners how they can purchase the book
0: there is a website right now and it's gimme shelter and we are on facebook and um, i think that's it for now but we hopefully will be putting up events and being in some bookstores but the website is probably the best place to purchase the book.
1: Outstanding. Well, Suzanne, I know that working on projects that mean a lot to us is really important. I wish everybody could do what you were able to do and, and, and make such a difference in the world. So thanks for stopping by.
0: You're welcome, and thank you for allowing me to talk about something so special and hopefully get the word out there and help all these these poor animals.
1: Absolutely. Well, we need to take a very quick break now. But when we return, Jenny Bonomini will be juggling interview time with kittens, which is not the same as kitten juggling. Just want to be clear about that. So stay right where you are. And we'll be right back with more of the Pet Place on Jazz 88.1 FM. Back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and I'd like to welcome Jenny Bonamini, the Kitten Nursery Manager for the San Diego Humane Society, to the program. Good morning, Jenny. How are you? Good. Good morning. Good. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing okay, and I am so excited that you're on the show. This is an interview that I've been waiting to do for a long time. It's it's a subject near and dear to my heart. It's all about kittens. <laughs> we have a lot of kittens. And you have developed a special kitten nursery. Can you tell us a bit about the background and, and your hopes for the future and, and everything else that goes with that?
2: Okay. You'll have to stop me from talking too much because I, I love to talk about the kitten nursery. Um, um, you basically, have full range oh.
1: to talk away.
2: Okay. So the program was started in February of 2009. I was lucky enough to be hired on with the original team. And um, back when we first started the program, there was not really anything in place. We just kind of had this um, program that we were hoping to save kittens that were being euthanized um, in San Diego shelters. Basically, what was happening is people would find hundreds and thousands of kittens every summer bring them to shelters, and unfortunately um, kittens were being euthanized because there just wasn't anybody to take care of them. They need round-the-clock care and a lot of money to um, provide the supplies they need in order to stay healthy. So um, the Powers That Be came up with this amazing program to less than the number of kittens being euthanized in shelters simply because there wasn't anybody to take care of them. Uh, so that's where we came in, and we were hoping to save 500 kittens from euthanasia that first season in 2009, and we beat our goal, and we saved uh, a little over 600 kittens that were at risk for euthanasia. These are kittens that are eight weeks and under and without moms. So all babies that need to be fed around the clock, Um, normally their mom would do it, but we did it so we're like the kitten mamas.
1: Uh And
2: uh, yeah, so it was a learning experience for everybody because nobody really comes in as a kitten raising expert. So we learned on deck. And then um, every season since then, we've kind of grown in our numbers. And last season, which was our fifth season, we uh, put our goal at 1,750 kittens and um, the great news is that we saved them all. Any kitten wow. that was in San Diego, San Diego County that was um, at risk for euthanasia due to their age, um, we were we brought them into the nursery and were able to give them a second chance. So there was no treatable, healthy kittens euthanized
1: last season that we know of. Congratulations. That Thanks. is an amazing, amazing story and and I understand that you've saved nearly six thousand kittens since the inception of this program.
2: Yep, our number just keeps rising. We've um been open since March, the second week in March this season, and we've already beat our first season's goal by many. We've wow. already
1: taken in well over six hundred, so that is really this is phenomenal. And are you all volu- well, are you volunteers? Are you paid employees? Are you a mixture? How does that all work? We are paid staff. The
2: one important piece that, because um, nursery programs for kittens have been attempted many different times, and the, um, most people do try it with volunteers. And unfortunately, most volunteers, I mean, not unfortunately, but volunteers, you know, usually are donating a very small portion of their time because they have lives and jobs and children and things like that. Um, so we really needed a dedicated. Group of people, um, so of course that means you gotta you gotta pay them. <laughs> people uh-huh. have to be here forty hours a week, so you gotta make sure you compensate them so they can also live. But yes, we have paid full paid staff. They're seasonal. Most of our staff is seasonal because our um, season does run about March to December, and then um, we are working on growing our volunteer department. And the volunteers are really helpful with um, the day to day kind of tasks that uh, the caregivers that are. T- busy taking care of the kittens, feeding and cleaning um, the task that they can't get to. So it's a little bit of a combination, but pretty much this place is run by um, very, very experienced, skilled, uh, paid staff members.
1: So you can volunteer if you'd like, but for the most part, the kittens are cared for by trained staff, and you probably have a veterinary staff, too. That helps because I'm sure there are a lot of health issues that come up along the way
2: there are a lot of health issues so we do have a um a huge vet department and there's a couple that are really interested in the nursery program we have a couple different vets and a um group of assistants and vet techs that come to the nursery every single day to monitor the health um our our care staff is very involved in the health of the kittens but if it's anything outside of the normal um we would have we would have the medical team come in and intervene um because there is there's a lot of health concerns with the age kittens that we're dealing with.
1: And you had a couple of uh, celebrity kittens come through, mouse and Wi-Fi. Can you tell me a little bit about their story? Sure. Um, we, I normally
2: field the calls that are coming in for any kittens that are brought into shelters um, that need a place to go. Myself and my two co, co-pilots, we Monitor those kittens coming in. So I was surprised when an um, officer—it was one of our SDHS humane officers—came in with a box of kittens because I didn't know about them. So of course it was a surprise, which you know is a normal thing around here: surprise kittens. But um, he said, "Here you go. Here's two kittens. They were found in a box at Cox Cable." And I'm like, "Okay, that's different." Um, So yeah, they were like maybe a day old, two oh. at the most.
1: And they it's were the in Heather a box,
2: box already? <laughs> yeah, so what happened was they were, uh, we believe that their mom probably put them in a dark, safe hiding place, which was cable equipment, um, somewhere somewhere in Los Angeles County. And then the the cable equipment was boxed up, and shipped to San Diego to pop oh. cable. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, so when they opened up the package to pull out the cable equipment, the kittens, they heard the kittens crying because oh. kittens that age, you know, they need to be fed every 2 hours. Yeah. So they had gone almost the whole day without um
1: care. Wow. But so they
2: were they weren't happy. <laughs>
1: I could imagine.
2: So yeah, the um somehow the somebody from the cable company knew um their family member was a humane officer here at the society and called him and he went and picked up the kittens from he knew where to take them. <laughs> so um, sometimes the kittens, when they're that young, they'll take a little while to, to get used to the bottle because they're used to mom, sure. you know, caring for them. And um, I think the kittens were so hungry, they just latched right onto the bottle. So uh, they were very, very hungry.
1: <laughs> and, and these little guys made the news, didn't they?
2: Yes, they became famous from their, you know, their journey. Their beginning stages of life was pretty rough. Um, taking a trip like that is not typical for a newborn kitten.
1: No, but um, <laughs> they
2: ended up in a, in a great place, and uh, yeah, now they're available for adoption.
1: Oh, they're available for adoption now. Are there pictures on your website? I'm sure of it. That's pretty cool. What is your website?
2: Um, so the website is uh, it's San Diego Humane Society. Um, so anybody can just Google that. I'm not sure exactly the
1: dot, probably .dot com. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so we've got a pretty, uh, pretty good story for mouse and Wi-Fi, and they'll most likely find themselves a new family and and live happily ever after. That must, much, that must make you feel so good to know that the work you do results in all these happily ever afters.
2: Yes, yeah, some days can be a little overwhelming because it's not something you can predict. It's not the typical um you know 9 to 5 you can prioritize and leave stuff for the next day kind of thing um it's usually i'm packing up turning off my computer for the day and get calls that there's 2 liters of kittens that need to come in so um you can't just you can't. You just can't plan for it, so it's never a dull moment around here, but it makes it all worth it when you get to see the kittens and having them grow and be able, available for adoption and going off to their forever homes. Well, I, I have to ask
1: me, you, do you have to yeah. take your work home with you?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um Surprisingly, no. I don't ah. have any kittens at home. <laughs> I have two dogs, and they're they're a handful enough for me, so no kittens for me. Oh, but,
1: okay, okay.
2: <laughs> but yeah, we have plenty of staff members that have taken home the babies because they fall in love very easily.
1: I'm sure they do. That's one of the hazards of working with cute animals all the time.
2: That's true. That's very true.
1: Aside from mouse and Wi-Fi, what do you think, in your experience, has just been the most touching story for you personally?
2: Hmm. Um. Oh, wow. That's really hard. <laughs> touching? I don't know. I, you know, I have a really, really soft heart, so I have, um, I have a hard time imagining that anybody could do anything bad to an animal. Because, especially, I mean, not especially, but just kittens are so helpless and i'm not sure what drives people to to that place but um i we've seen you know we've seen some kittens come in in pretty rough shape and i would say just knowing that single-handedly this program has helped those kittens get that second chance in life and you know now they're living on somebody's couch stretching out in the sunshine um that to me is what what keeps me going every day and making sure that we're doing the best we can for the
1: kittens Absolutely. Jenny, this is a great story, one our listeners I'm sure will love hearing all about, and, and that's why I love promoting it. So thanks for coming on the show today, and I wish you continued success with the kitten nursery down at the San Diego Humane Society.
2: Oh, thanks so much for your support. We appreciate it.
1: We need to take one last break now, but don't go away because we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM <laughs> We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place news and events. On Friday, August 1st, from 7 to 11 p.m., at the beautiful Marconi Automotive Museum, you are invited to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the Animal Assistance League of Orange County with their Casino Night Fundraiser. Enjoy a catered buffet dinner, dancing, casino games, raffle, and a silent auction. Phil Shane will be featured and special guest comedian Jim Taylor will perform Proceeds Benefit Abused and Abandoned Dogs and Cats of the No-Kill AALOC Humane Center. The Automotive Museum is located at 1302 Industrial Drive in Teston. For tickets, call 714-893-4393 or visit www.aaloc.org. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. You can also visit us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash radio. Well, that's all for me today. Remember Pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day.